What's up, folks? It is Friday Eve, Thursday night, for those who like to keep track of days of the week. It is episode 91, and tonight we have Ed Kratz on. With us, publisher of the Eagle Mayburn for SI.com and Fan Nation. Uh, so he will be on with us, waiting here in the green room, so we can speak about not only the game of what it was this past Sunday versus Detroit, but the upcoming one here coming up with the Chargers. They come into town, a 4.05 start for next coming, uh, actually 4.25, I believe, if I remember correctly, coming up this Sunday. So that should be a good matchup. Justin Herbert will have some questions because apparently he may be scratched for Sunday's game. Not that it would matter too much for the Chargers because their backup quarterback is not doing too bad as well. So lots of stuff to get into tonight. We have Ed least for the next 28 minutes or so, which will be a lot of fun. And, of course, Fuji on the other side. So let's jump right into it. I'm Angel. This is Broad Street South. And, of course, I can never do the show without the right-hand man himself, the godfather, Mike Fuji. Fuji, 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 there you are. Fuji, how are you? Week 9, Friday Eve, birds, bolts, Sunday 4.05 at the link. Let's get this party started rocking with Ed. How are you, Angel? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. And, uh, well, the, the temperature here is still, we're in the 70s. We're expecting a, another monsoon coming up tomorrow. So thank God it isn't Thursday night like last week. Uh, but we got another monsoon coming up and then a chilly weekend for what is considered down here in Florida. But, hey. Yeah, can't complain whatsoever. Well, we're up here in the 50s now. Nice crisp fall mornings. Gotta love this weather. Well, maybe you know what you need. You get, I need to put you and Ed on a plane down here so you guys can enjoy the, the nice warm fall weather. That way you guys can, uh, can enjoy the bask and the glory of, of what's going on in here in paradise. But, hey, for you guys that are watching tonight, if you guys do just like we do here, follow Ed Kratz on Twitter, and it is Ed Kratz, once again, K-R, <clears throat> pardon me, my voice is losing it here, K-R-A-C-Z, also at K-R-A-Z-E. Make sure you put the E at the end, so follow him on Twitter. And with that being said, we will welcome the man himself. There he is. Ed, how are you this evening? Hey, fellas, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, enjoying your uh, intro here. Love it. Sounds Thank good. You, Thank you for coming on. <clears throat> my Thank pleasure. you. Appreciate it. So, uh, Ed, first thing I, I, I do want to ask before we get into Eagles questions and everything else, we know uh, that you've been part of now um, SI.com Fan Nation for 11 years. Uh, obviously, the same way with EagleMaverin.com. Uh, and please, everyone who's tuning in tonight, make sure you check out Ed and uh, everything he does. But how did you get started in the business? Yeah, well, it's really been like the last three years that I've been with the uh, SI.com uh, and been the Eagle Maven. <clears throat> I was in the newspaper business uh, prior to kind of making the transition into the uh, internet world. Uh, so I was uh, I was the beat writer for eight years previously for a newspaper uh, in the suburban Philadelphia area. Uh, but geez, I've been in this game for a long time, guys, uh, dating back to, you know, the, <clears throat> the late 80s. And I hate to date myself there, but, uh, you know, it's been quite a while. Um, that I've been into it. I've been in a couple different cities. I've covered many different things. I covered the Pittsburgh Pirates for a little while back when they were good, when Barry Bonds was a pre-steroid skinny little kid breaking into the league. Uh, I covered West Virginia uh, football and basketball. 
Um, you know, I've covered a lot here in Philadelphia. I've done Flyers. I've done Phillies. I've covered the World Series when the Phillies won it. And I uh, just have done a lot. And, you know, it's kind of a, you know, kind of a long and winding road. And, you know, I've been on this Eagles road now for 11 seasons. Well, listen, we're going to have to have you come back on then because with everything you just said there, they would make it for an, an interesting show. Nostalgia, we can throw back to the World Series. Obviously, we can talk about this, what the Phillies are going to do because with Kutch not being offered to come back, uh, Bill Herrera, the same thing. So it's going to be, I'm pretty sure the winter meetings this year is probably the most interesting for the Phillies. So we'll, we'll have to get into another show when it comes to baseball and hockey and even with the Sixers because obviously they've got a hot start so far. Not bad for the Sixers. So that's good. Good good to know as far as your history. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, sure. Obviously, this past Sunday, we know to kind of throw two questions to one here. Nick Sirianni during the week talked about his analogy of a flower, right? So how to plant it, fertilize it, and all the fun stuff that came along with it. Now, call it coincidental, but could that flower analogy actually help this win this past week? You know, it may seem like a goofy question, but could have, you know, I, the players are believing in what Nick is saying. I know he has his five rules up there in the locker room that he lives by, at least for the season. But the players also stated as well that they had a really good practice this week, and obviously it showed on Sunday's game. So uh, two parts. One is, did the analogy work, obviously, with what he had stated? And two, obviously, the outcome from the players saying having a better practice gained that monstrous win there this past Sunday. Well, I know it worked for me, Angel. I've been using a lot of words in my stories like grow and blossom and, uh, you know, all, all those different cliches for flowers. So, uh, you know, it stuck with me and it, and it looks like it stuck with the players, too. I mean, they're you know, they all talked. Everybody, every player we talked to during the week was asked about that message. And, you know, they seem to like the message. It's a unique message. It's not always about football. And, you know, right. in fairness to, to Nick, he, he didn't really say flower to the players. You know, when he was talking about it at that press conference, you know, I, I was kind of rolling my eyes a little bit like, my goodness, that, how can, you know, professional athletes be, be taking this seriously? Uh, but, you know, they all seem to. And he didn't use the word flower. He used the word plant, he said. Right. But still, it's a it's a unique analogy about growing. And then he said he thought about using a bamboo plant, but he, the roots take like five years to really kind of sink in. So he went away from that. So, you know, it was a lot of agronomy last week. But whatever it was, it seemed to work. The players... I'll say this about Nick, you know, we're still kind of getting to know him, you know, whatever it is, eight games into the season. Uh, he seems to have the respect of the players and the players seem to like him, which is, you know, a difficult exact to pull off for every head coach. I know Doug Peterson had that in his first few years and, you know, that kind of waned a little bit toward the end. But, you know, it seems to me that the players do respect Nick and they have, they do, they do like him. So, uh, they're, they're playing. And really, like Jason Kelsey said, what other options do they have, to be honest? I right. mean, it's go out there and be a pro and do your job or you're not going to have a job. Uh, so, you know, whatever that message is, it's working right now. Uh, and we'll see if it translates into the final nine games. Well, we hope so. Because, again, this, that Sunday game, I mean, you, I, and it, it's funny because we have Dave Burkett from the Detroit Free Press on, on Sunday. And he was saying that obviously he wanted to see Detroit pull off the first win. He didn't want it at the Eagles' expense. And he, he named also that Detroit's going through their real rebuilding year as well. And the things that could go wrong on Sunday, which obviously did go wrong for Detroit on Sunday. But I, I think the explosiveness that we saw 
on Sunday was long overdue with this team. And, and we know there's going to be growing pains. We know it's new position coaches. We know the coaching staff. I mean, there's going to be a lot of major adjustments. And in Philly, you know, we have that little patience theme that if things don't go the way the fans like, obviously we want to see people fired or let go, bring this person back, let that person go. So I, at least I think this past Sunday kind of gave some confidence to the fan base to let them know, hey, just, you know, it, it's going to be okay. We'll see what happens throughout the rest of the season. And, and I truly believe the Eagles can get it done. I mean, you have the NFC East other than Dallas, and we've seen Dallas have hot starts like this before, and then when it matters, they're not there. Now, again, 2021 is a whole different season, and right now a 6-1 start for Dallas. You know, things can go awry. We, we hope not because we hope that every NFL team, uh, for the most part, is successful. But we hope that if the Eagles can get it turned around, Giants aren't that far away. DCU, as we love to call the Washington football team around here, DCU is not that far away. So, you know, there's things can change for the better. And it takes one game at a time. So we'll see what happens this Sunday with the Chargers. Great win by them. Coming to that, also with Jalen Hurts, I know there was rumors last week, like any other rumor, was that if he didn't have a good game, at one point did he think about benching Jalen Hurts, and then bringing in Gardner Menchu. To me, what I've been saying since the beginning part of the season has been that they shouldn't bench Jalen Hurts because to me it sends the wrong message, at least to your start. We're almost, it will almost be a Carson Wentz 2.0. Do you see improvement from Jalen coming from minicamp, which I'm pretty sure you end up covering, through the beginning of the season and now halfway through the season? Have I seen improvement? Um, you know, that, that that's – tough to answer. I, I I would say that he has shown improvement in some areas, but, you know, listen, there's a fundamental flaw, in my opinion, with Jalen Hurts, and that's just his ability to kind of uh, trust himself when it comes to making throws over the middle. He just doesn't seem to do that a lot. A lot of his throws come outside the hash marks uh, or deep down the field on the sidelines. So I'd like to see him kind of grow in that area. He also doesn't really throw much when he goes to his left. He seems to always go to his right. Right. Uh, he might be coming a little bit more predictable in that regard. But as far as benching him goes, uh, listen, this I thought this season was all about Jalen Hurts and seeing if he was going to be your guy going into 2022. And, you know, I still think he has a chance to be the guy, if only because I'm not sure the Eagles are going to land a veteran like they uh, I've heard they've wanted to. They're, they're, they're thinking about Russell Wilson could be in play with this team. They certainly have the draft capital to do that. Uh, but if they can't land a veteran or find anybody in this draft coming at you know uh, out of college uh, that they like, then why not use those three picks in the first round, which they'll probably have if they get that one from Indianapolis. But even if they don't, they'll have four picks in the first two rounds. So use some of that capital to address the defensive side of the football and go for another year with Jalen Hurts. But they're not going to bench him. I mean, this is going to be his team for the season, unless he gets injured, of course. But uh, And then you're going to see. Then you're going to go back and you're going to evaluate. You're going to put the tape on if you're the Eagles, and you're going to look at each game. You're going to see what kind of benchmarks he's hitting. You're going to see if – you know, if he hit the open receivers, if his timing was good, his accuracy, all those things are going to play into the decision-making process. But as far as improvement, I mean, I haven't seen anything real tangible that shows me, yeah, he's gotten better. Uh, he is what he is. You know, he likes to run. Maybe he shuts it down a little too quickly. I'd like to see him climb up in the pocket a little more instead of just kind of scooting outside at the site 
you know, of, of the first rush coming at him. I'd like to see him climb the pocket a little bit more. I'd like to see him improve in some of these areas, throwing over the middle. You know, now you have Dallas Goddard, your top target. Let's hit him on some of those, da- you know, seams down the middle uh, or, you know, those long button hook turnaround patterns. Um, you know, I, there's nothing real tangible, though, that I could say. I mean, you knew he was going to run. He's done that, leads the team in rushing. Um right. You know, but nothing really that jumps out and says, wow, he, he really got better in that area. Nothing like that, in my opinion. Okay. Before I, before I turn it over to you, I, there's a couple of questions that are coming in. I want to bring up uh, two quick ones here by Joey B. One, he says, Ed, was Flacco even uh, – what was Flacco even brought in? If they were willing uh, – what was he brought in for, I guess, was his question. He reworded it. Well, I would say for, you know, the teaching aspect of things. You know, it was a young quarterback room – um, you know, Nick Mullins was here, if you remember, and yeah, he had a little bit of experience, but he was a 25 or 26 year old guy. And, you know, Jalen Hurts really didn't have the luxury of having that kind of that sounding board and, you know, how to act in certain situations and how to carry yourself in an NFL locker room. You know, Joe Flacco has been in this league for what, 11 years, something like that. He's won a Super Bowl. I would right. say he was brought in more for uh, you know, kind of that role model type for Jalen Hurts to kind of emulate, to look at, to use as a sounding board with any questions. Uh, and then when they saw the opportunity to get something for him, they jumped at it, especially after they brought in Gardner Minshew that they can now put at the number two spot after he learned the offense uh, after getting here right at the start of the season. But Flacco was more just kind of that veteran presence in the room, someone to lean on and, you know, and how we are halfway through the season. Could Hurts still use that guy? Yeah, sure. I mean, he's still developing. But the Eagles saw a way to get something for him, and they jumped at it. Hey, would you possibly say uh, going forward, I know the Eagles have Gardner Minshew under contract for next year. I mean, if Jalen Hurts don't work out, do you think he could – possibly be the future quarterback you know i listen uh, you know I, everybody loves gardner Minshew. i'm not i'm not quite sure why i mean you know he really he had some good games i mean he's he's an average quarterback I, nothing more in my opinion uh if he's going to be the guy i don't i don't think he would be the guy for very long maybe he gets you through the 2022 season if the eagles are able to trade hurts if they want to trade hurts but you know I, I think hurts is a better quarterback i mean just with his skill set, the way he's able to run the ball effectively. Uh, I mean, to have a quarterback that's on pace for, you know, almost a thousand yards is, is, is pretty good. Uh, Minshew's not going to give you that. I mean, maybe Minshew gives you some different looks in the past game, but you know, I, I'm not all, all that sold on Minshew just based on his body of work in Jacksonville. Um, you know, he took the league by storm, Minshew mania. Yeah, it was a great story, but you know, I don't think he's going to be the guy, uh, right. he'll compete to be the guy, but I still see Jalen hurts. If he's here and the Eagles haven't, uh, upgraded that spot in the off season, then yeah, they'll throw him in to compete, but I don't see him winning the job from Jalen hurts, especially after hurts get, gets this full year under his belt, uh, and, and, and has shown some things that they like. Do you think as far as the Russell Wilson rumors coming out, it's, that's a definite the Eagles could go down that route. Yeah, I absolutely think there, that's a reality. Um, you know, and again, listen, Russell Wilson's, what, 33, 34, but we've seen quarterbacks play into their late 30s, and, you know, Wilson still, you know, he can get the job done. And, you know, if you think back to that, what was it, the 2012 draft when 
Um, Nick Foles, the Eagles took Nick Foles. They wanted Russell Wilson in that draft. Yeah. That's a story that's been told. They wanted Wilson. They scouted Wilson. Peterson went there. They wanted uh, Russell Wilson, but then the Seahawks took him, so they kind of went with plan B. And it's hard to argue because Nick Foles ended up winning a Super Bowl for him. They had to uh, bring him back to do it, but still, uh, you know, and he did some good things, obviously, Foles did uh, early in his career after getting drafted in Philadelphia. But the point is, is yeah, they like Wilson. They absolutely like Wilson. And, yeah, I think they are going to try to make a real strong push uh, to bring him in here in the offseason. Well, the rumor was, I don't know how true this is, they said that Andy Reid wanted, as you said, Russell Wilson. And supposedly Russell Wilson called Andy Reid and said, if you draft me, I'll win you a Super Bowl. Now, is there any truth to that or is it just hearsay? Yeah. Yeah, you know that I, I've heard the same story. Um, you know, Andy didn't tell me that, but I've heard the same story. Um, but you know, it was Doug Peterson that went to look at him. Peterson was the quarterback coach on the staff for Andy Reid. They sent him down to look at Foles, to look at Wilson, and they they were enamored with him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that that's the legend that Wilson said. Yeah, take me, and I'll win you a Super Bowl. And you know, you look at the Sean Watson. He doesn't want to come to Philadelphia. Russell Wilson will come to Philadelphia, in my opinion, if if the Seahawks make him available. And what would it cost? I mean, I, again, I, I like this draft ammunition the Eagles have um, right. to go out and build some levels of this defense, which I really think they need to do. Um, but listen, if it doesn't cost you your, you know, an arm and a leg, I, I would certainly do my very best to bring Russell Wilson in here and see if he can't do something the next five years. I guess the flip side of it, I mean, this team has so many holes. I mean, you got 10 draft picks now. The Eagles made that deadline deal right. on Tuesday. But um, the, is there any truth to Aaron Rodgers? Because I did hear his name out there possibly too. Yeah, I don't think he's coming here. I mean, I, I just don't see this as a situational fit for him. If Zach Ertz – I know him and Zach Ertz are very good friends. Um you know, uh, had Ertz still been here, maybe, maybe he considers coming to Philadelphia. But he, he's going to, you know, listen, he's almost 40 years old. He's in a different age bracket than Russell Wilson. He wants to go win a Super Bowl, and that's not going to happen in Philadelphia if you bring him in. I mean, even if you bring Wilson, and I think it's going to take another year or two maybe to kind of get the roster level up to where it needs to be. Um, but Rogers going to want to go somewhere to win, and you know you met, you know you hear Denver mentioned taking that Peyton Manning route after he left Indy, and uh, I think that's kind of more. And the Broncos didn't draft a quarterback on purpose. You know they went with Bridgewater to fill in. They have Drew Locke that you know, is a good backup, but you know they they want to kind of gear up for the run at at uh, at Aaron Rodgers. I, I suspect that's probably where he's going to want to go. As far as the trade deadline that just come and gone, was Fletcher Cox actually going to get moved from your sources? Yeah, yeah, there, there was, you know, the Eagles were making calls and taking calls on Fletcher Cox. And I, you know, they like Milton Williams a lot. Uh, their third round pick this year, you know, he had a really nice game in the, against the Lions. Uh, he showed up on the stat sheet, but he's also played some pretty solid games throughout the course of the first uh, seven games. It hasn't shown up on the stat sheet, but they like what they've seen of him. So, yeah, they feel comfortable in moving Cox. They also drafted another defensive tackle this past spring, and uh, Marlon uh, Tuapolo. I'm not sure I'm saying that right, but uh, Marlon T, as we refer to him here in Philadelphia, he he was drafted. So yeah, they have some depth that they've addressed. So yeah, that was that that wasn't just smoke. There was some fire there. They were going to trade Cox. 
but, you know, that contract is a bit of an albatross. And, you know, it's not just a matter of what picks you're getting back. It's a matter of, you know, how much money are you going to contribute uh, to, to this contract if you're, if you're the other team making that offer? Well, I did hear the other day they said the Eagles did trade Cox. How true this is, I don't know, but they would have to pay him $51.8 million. They were on the hook for Yeah, that's not exactly, you know, sitting in my wallet. Exactly. That's a lot of coin right there. Yeah, right. Sure it is. Yeah. I mean, as far as uh, going forward this week against the Chargers, you know, a 4-4 four and four team, Justin Herbert, amazing quarterback. One of the young guns coming up. Um, do you see the Eagles just coming out with the same game plan as as they just destroyed the Lions this week, or is it smoke and mirrors back to pass happy? Well, I, I think you know running the ball as much as the Eagles did last week was kind of an, an anomaly, and you know even Jason Kelsey said, "Listen, you don't want to become too predictable." And the Eagles were able to stick with the ground game because they had the lead, you know, so they're working the clock, they're working the scoreboard. The Chargers can score some points. And, you know, Nick Sirianni has shown to me to be a little bit, he gets in a little bit of a panic when they fall behind. Um, And that's when he might get a little pass happy and forget about the run game. Um, So if they're falling down 14 to three or, you know, whatever, 13 to six, you know, they, they could abandon the run pretty quickly. But I know the Chargers stink in run defense. They're near the bottom of the league. and they're 30, like, First or 30 second. I yeah, and they're giving up like five yards of pop. Um, the only way they – I mean, they ran the ball, what, 46 times last week with those hurt scrambles thrown. That's a lot. Really I, I, I don't see the Eagles winning the game with Jalen Hurts throwing 14 passes. I just – it just – it won't happen. Um, because I think the Chargers can score, you know, and they will score. So you're going to have to keep pace with that. So I like to see a balance. You know, I, I would like to see Hertz maybe throw it 30 to 35 times a game. The Eagles run it 25 to 30 times. Um, but, again, it's going to be dependent on the score if the Chargers get out to a big lead. And that's one thing that scares me, guys, is, you know, we've had four quarterbacks come in against the Eagles and throw – a complete 80% of their throws. You know, Derek Carr, right. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott. You know, it's a high percentage, 80-plus percent. Right. And and Justin Herbert is the kind of quarterback that can come in here and do that. Um, so, really, you're, you're going to have to kind of find a way to keep that completion percentage low and, and maybe keep him off the field, and that's where maybe the run game comes in. Um, listen, if I'm Nick Sirianni and I win the toss, I'm taking the ball. I'm not deferring. I'm taking the ball and putting my offense right out there, and I'm going to try to establish my run game right from the very first series and see where that gets me. And maybe you get a lead, and then maybe you can keep working that run game more. As far as last week, I mean, they ran, brought Jordan Howard off from the practice squad, you know, pound at Boston Scott. Why, for the life of me, I don't know why Jordan Howard was on the practice squad. I mean, he's been a proven back in the NFL. And just, I know this is what, a second or third stint with the Eagles. And just, they just, I don't know what it is. Do you, can you? Well, listen, who, who, who are you taking out of the lineup there? I mean, they like Miles Sanders. He's their bell cow. You know, they like Boston Scott, what he can do. And they like Kenny Gainwell. And Jordan Howard's really not a proven pass catcher. You know, he, he right. he's not that pass catcher type of back. So that's what Nick wants from his running backs. He wants them to be able to catch the football. Kenny Gainwell does that better than anybody, any running back on this team. Uh, so, you know, I know what you're saying. It's been great to have him up here. I'm a big Jordan Howard fan. You know, I like the way he runs the football, but 
when you're looking for a spot on the 53-man roster and then you can only keep 46 or 48 active, there's just no room for that, you know, for that type of a role, that short yardage guy. And that's really what he would be if Miles Sanders was healthy. Now Miles is on the shelf. Uh, so now you bring him up and you bring him in and he does some good things. And I love the way he runs. I mean, I would find a way to use him, uh, which made me think that maybe they would try to trade Miles Sanders at the trade deadline. Um, you know, because they have, and I'd like Boston Scott a lot. I mean, look, look how many reps he had coming into the Detroit game. He had four before Miles Sanders got hurt in the first quarter against, uh, whoever it was, I can't remember, but the week before Detroit, uh, Sanders got hurt and Scott came in and got some carries, but he only had four snaps prior to that. And I like Scott, uh, but they just went with Sanders and Gainwell and that was it. So to bring up a fourth guy, it just wasn't going to happen. As far as the matchups this week, you got uh, Jordan Malata going up against Joey Bosa. I mean, that's going to be a nice matchup for the Eagles in the trenches. Well, Lane Johnson seems to think he's going to get most of the snaps against Bosa. He thinks it's going to be – he flips the both sides, um, but he really favors that left side, which is obviously Lane Johnson on the right side. Lane said this week he thinks he'll be against him for 60 or 70% of the snaps. And, um, you know, he loves playing against guys that are good pass rushers. I mean, that's going to be a good matchup. And they they matched up against each other in the Super Bowl year in 2017 when the Eagles went out to then San Diego and – uh, really won a nail biter. And that was the game, by the way, that Lane said, that's kind of where we found our identity and said, Hey, we, we might have something special here after that win. So, you know, they, he's not unfamiliar with Bosa. Bosa's not unfamiliar with Lane. So maybe you see him line up more on Melata because Melata hasn't seen him. Uh, and Melata kind of does struggle with those quick guys off the edge. So, you know, you might see him matched up on Melata more. Uh, but right now I think he's, at least in Lane's mind, he's going to play a lot of snaps against them on the right side. I recall that game with Garrett Blunt running all over uh, the Chargers defense. Yeah, it was a fun game. It was like 26-24, something really. It was, it was like an Eagles Eagles home game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it that little blockbuster stadium or whatever? The soccer stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. As far as uh, do you see John Hightower being called off from the practice squad this week since Jalen Rager's out? Well, yeah, Rager was – didn't practice on Wednesday, Thursday. He was, uh, you know, limited. So, you know, we'll see how he gets through the next day or so here. As far as the ankle goes, um, Sirianni was optimistic early in the week that he'll be able to play uh, at what, how effective he'll be. I, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see Hightower because Arcega Whiteside still hasn't practiced this week. He, he looks like he'll be out. So they, they could use another receiver and, you know, yeah, I think Hightower could be active again. It's like Howard, though. How, how often are you going to throw him the ball? You know, you have your running backs. You have Dallas Goddard, who's been a huge part of things. I mean, he had seven targets. They threw the ball 16 times. Minshew threw it twice. Hey, Hurts threw it 14 times. Uh, Goddard had seven of those targets. So he's obviously a big part of the game plan. Get the ball to 88. And then you have Devontae Smith, who they really need to kind of get going here. Um, has struggled with some drops the last two weeks. So, you know, if Hightower's up and playing, I'm not sure how often he's going to get thrown the ball. But, yeah, he certainly could be active for this game. As you said, as far as getting Dallas Goddard, I mean, you were saying earlier in the show that Nick Sirianni just doesn't seem to throw over the middle at all. Where, like you said, you got to get it 88 involved in it. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much that is Sirianni or Hurts. You know, it's kind of a – Maybe it's, you know, a little of this, a little of that. But, you know, 
whether it's Sirianni not trusting Hertz to throw over the middle or Hertz just kind of going away from those over the middle looks. I mean, I, I'm not real sure where to put a finger on that, but he needs to look over the middle more. He's got a very capable tight end, top five tight end, arguably in the league. Um, so yeah, I could see, uh, them trying to do more of that, but you know, when you put the ball over the middle too, there's the danger of it being intercepted. Uh, and, and Hertz is, that's another thing about Jalen Hertz is his accuracy isn't always, uh, you know, where it needs to be. So that's a concern, but, um, yeah, I'd love to see Goddard get, get, get more involved and have a, have a monster game for sure. Exactly. I got two quick questions because I know we've got about two minutes left with you here. Joey B says, were the Eagles ever interested in Von Miller from the Broncos? Because it seems like the Eagles' defense were vastly improved with Von in a defensive scheme in Philly. Is that Joey Bosa chiming in there? Joey B? <laughs> yeah. Outing here. Don't want to know. Yeah. It's like Jerry Jones. There's always a helicopter flying over the Eagles' practice field when they play the Cowboys. And everybody's always looking up at it. Uh, it doesn't have a star on it or anything, but it's it's really suspicious. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Von Miller, sure, I'd have loved to have Von Miller. Uh, second and third round picks, pretty steep. I mean, what? how old is Von Miller? I mean, he's been in the league for 10, 11 years. Uh, you know, it's not really the kind of player that the Eagles want to go forward with, I don't think. I mean, listen, they've traded Flacco. They traded Ertz, two veterans. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think they're more in a transition mode. They would go for a younger player if – if Von Miller was five years younger, sure, you know, go for it. But uh, he would kind of just be, in my opinion, just kind of a patch uh, for this season. And really, this season's kind of all about transitioning, finding out what your young players are capable of doing and building on that for, you know, the next two years, 22 and 23. Right. And then the last question here from Ed before we let you go, he says, Doug to Denver or Las Vegas? Because Peterson would fit both organizations when those jobs open after the season. Yeah, uh, Vegas certainly makes a lot of sense with Mike Mayak being the G GM there. You know, Philly yeah. guy uh, knows Doug very well. Um, you know, I would I would put Vegas above Denver at this point. And listen, Denver still has Vic Fangio. I don't think they've given up on him yet. Um, but if they right. do, then yeah, Denver could certainly be uh, in play for Doug there. Uh, but I, I think. I really think he's going to end up in Las Vegas as the head coach, just based on that relationship with Mike Mayock. If Doug wants to coach and be a head coach again, and there are indications he does, I think Vegas makes the most sense. Hey, would you say uh, any rumor, like if Matt Nagy gets fired from Chicago? Yeah. That, you know, that's another, that's another good one, Fuji. Uh, uh, you know, he certainly could go. I mean, him and Nagy are really good friends. Um, that'd be tough for him to kind of take over for a friend. But listen, it's a business. Um, hey, Nick Foles is in Chicago for the moment. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it could, could be a reunion there. But, uh, yeah, that's certainly something that would be considered, I would think, if you're Doug Peterson. He went there to visit Matt yeah. Nagy. He was in the Bears training camp. Exactly. Yeah, I was just yeah, on the talk so, Yeah, but Nagy will be gone. So, you know, that re relationship wouldn't exist. But, yeah, I could see Chicago being in the mix for Peterson as well as a head coach if Nagy goes. And let's face it, the Bears look awful. So I don't I don't really know why Nagy wouldn't go. But, right. uh, yeah, I would, Peterson, yeah, you could, put, you could put him in the mix for probably any job at this point. Yeah, you know, Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, but Vegas, to me, just jumps out like a sore thumb because of the connection with Mike Mayock. Right. Local guy. Yep. Oh, yeah. And thanks for joining us today. In case you guys want to follow Ed once again on his Twitter handle, if I remember correctly, crack, 
K-R-A-Z-E. So you guys can follow him there on Twitter. Uh, of course, not saying the other word, but uh, follow him on Twitter. Again, SI.com, Eagle Maven. Uh, Ed, thanks for joining us tonight. And again, come back because we would love to get some history back, at least for the World Series. And just we need to have a nostalgic night here. One night on Brossery South. So, but thanks for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Yeah, just all you got to do is invite me, and I'll make my do my best to make it happen, guys. Thanks. Thank no problem. Thank you. All right. So, uh, listen, thanks, Joey and Julio. And I know I try to get as many questions in there, Tom. I think uh, your question was answered when Fuji was actually asking at, at the same, just about the same time. So that's the only reason why I didn't bring it up there. So, Tom, thanks, and everybody else. Coming in, Joey B says, great segment with Ed. Well done. Keep up the great work. Thank you. And uh, since Joey, since uh, Fuji missed this one, let me go back to that. Got too much left over Halloween candy. So just yeah, save it. I'll be out there in eight days, my <laughs> man. Save it for me. Exactly. What do you got anyway, Reese's? Or... <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good. Hey, by the way, I'll let you know what I like. Just let everybody know tonight, uh, once, uh, first of all, for me forgetting here, live from the LG Sales Direct Studios uh, here in Tampa, Florida. Also, for the first time tonight, we are on the Redline Radio LLC family with Redline Banner. So if, if you guys are watching us from Ohio, uh, out in the Pittsburgh area and, and Western PA, Michigan, thanks for watching the show tonight. We appreciate it. Thanks to Dave Walnchek and Lee Money and uh, Chipper, as Chipper got to celebrate with his Atlanta Braves uh, winning the World Series. So thanks for you guys for having us on tonight. We've been making this, trying to work for the longest, but thankfully we have it on there. Also, thank you to the people as we went live today on Stitcher. Well, not live as far as the show, but the actual podcast. Uh, thanks to those who have the Stitcher subscription because in one day out of Stitcher alone was 117 downloads. And it's getting us close to almost 2,000 downloads in the short amount of time that we've had the audio side. So we appreciate it. Also, for the folks that are tuning in from Oregon, we appreciate you guys. Also, Switzerland, as I just found out last night, that Switzerland, along with Poland, Ireland, Russia, China, Belgium, Belgium, and I know I feel like I'm missing one more. They've tuned in. Brazil Canada. is absolutely lit. Absolutely Canada. lit. Yeah, Canada is another Puerto one. Puerto Rico. So, yep, Puerto Rico as well. I mean, we're we're it's growing, and we we can't thank you guys enough for downloading the audio side of the podcast. We hope that everyone continues to do so and continue to share, like, and subscribe to the show, along with uh, Eagles Mania. Thanks you guys for for sharing out the show and and us being your official podcast for your group. And along with talking about Eagles Mania, they do have a turkey drive, which will get more information for you guys on the live show on Sunday. But I do have a turkey drive where they'll be, I'm not certain as I was speaking to Rich Bridge today, though they'll be collecting necessarily food at a location or picking up with you guys to be able to donate. But I will have more information for you on the turkey drive. If not, you can always reach out to Eagles Mania, which is on our website, broadstreetsouth.com, broadstsouth.com. Click on their link. It'll take you out there and join the group if you guys don't mind. But at the same time, too, reach out to you to reach uh, Rich Bridge. Reach. Holy moly. Rich Bridge or Kathleen uh, and and the folks there don't tell you all about the turkey drive, but we will get more information. If not, we will have either Kathleen and or Rich and or both in on Sunday so they can tell us more about the turkey drive. So thanks to Eagles Mania. As well, Joey says, Tom says, uh, thank you, Tom. We do appreciate it. I hope you and Tara are doing well. I uh, really appreciate that. Fuji, 
Mile high minus, baby. Bring your oxygen. <laughs> you have any oxygen tanks out there? I'm like, I'm overweight, that, so I may even may not even climb in that stadium with, with all that air being a thousand feet above sea level. That's true. Hey, that's you'll get your workout. That's for sure. You will definitely get your workout in. But uh, no, Joe. Yeah, to answer your questions and heating up the map. Yeah, thank you so much for for you tuning in there out in Colorado. We do appreciate it and. and Believe me, the more people you can reach out to in Colorado, even just mention the show. I know you like to watch the middle show like the rest of us, too, because Harry Mays, Bear Brooks, Aton Shander, those guys do a great show as well. It's a lot of fun. Thankfully, they do it where you can catch on the replay through Spotify because that's how I get caught up with those guys because I can't watch it, show. I can't watch it during the day because I'm working and obviously communicating with my team. But once I hop in the car in the afternoon, I get to listen to the middle show. So, uh, Hello to Barrett Brooks and Anton Shander and Harry Mays. Keep doing excellent work. Your, the show is it's it's phenomenal. So it's a lot a lot of fun. So and then we try to share as much out there as much as we possibly can. Oh boy, here we go. Fuji in my house stadium with Scooby Gear. Hey, we got set an oxygen tank. <laughs> oh good lord. Thank you. But hey, listen again. Thanks to everyone who tunes in and shares the show. I know you're listening on on the audio side. By all means. Please, if, if you're listening on the audio side, whether it's Stitcher now, uh, Overcast, good Lord, it was seven different places where I submitted it last night where the only place that I'm waiting for right now is Pandora to go on there. And then it'll literally be available everywhere where your favorite audio is downloaded. Amazon, Amazon Music, we've been on for a while. Tune in, Match Refact, uh, just joined us. So we're on our tune in. We're pretty much all over the place as we're trying to grow our community here as we continue to grow the show. And it's not over yet. And then Tampa, speaking of Tampa, Fuji, there's something that's coming. Something that's coming. Just because you're Tom Brady jersey. <laughs> no. <laughs> no Tom Brady jersey. But something is coming because you like to tease me so much. And then above the shelf here, uh, Cooch with the Stanley Cup, the little bobblehead, that, that's there. That's added to the addition. But, uh, no, listen, there, there's something. Because you like to bust my chops about Tampa, but that's okay. And, by the way, if you're listening in Tampa, thank you so much for listening to the show. We do have Dylan Spaulding at once. I believe next week he'll be joining us next Thursday. He's been wrapped up, obviously, with the playoffs. Uh, and he does a show on Thursday nights. So Dylan Spaulding will be our local correspondent from Tampa. And he'll be tuning in and telling us what's going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with the Lightning. So, uh, next Thursday, he'll be joining us to give you more information on what's going on. So, yeah, you can make all the faces you like there, buddy. It's growing. <laughs> Which it's one growing. do you like best? <laughs> Which one do you like best? No, uh, the ha ha funny. That one. There's gestures, uh, too. <laughs> that is true. There is. That there is. Uh, Joey says he listens to the show on Spotify when I can't tune in live. Joey, listen, we appreciate it. Joey's been. Joey, Thanks, by the Joe. way. Joe, you need to come on the show because I know you haven't really appeared anywhere else. Joe, who's that? Joe's like the unknown comic. But the unknown comic, obviously, he put a bag over his face for some of us are showing our age. But the unknown comic, great guy, was funny, but never showed his face. I think even up to his death, he never showed his face. Are you saying you're old? No, no. I'm young. I, I just turned 21 just a couple days ago. I'm like Disney. See, Disney turns 50 every single year, even though we all know they're they're over 50. So I just say I'm 21 every single year. If if Disney can do it, why can't I do it? I guess you could. Exactly. But Joey, listen. Thanks again for uh, for tuning in when when 
you can't be live. Thanks for listening in on, on Spotify. But uh, someone, by the way, because this Sunday we will be on at 2.30 getting ready for a Chargers game. We'll find out all the injuries and what's going on. Fuji, I want to talk about as far as real quick here on the Sunday game. I know during the pregame uh, someone was kind of reluctant of not choosing the Eagles for the first time yeah. as long as I've known you. The die hard man. Right. And they won. That they did. But what would happen? I would take my medicine and eat crow, like okay. I said. Well, just make sure you do it also on Sunday because you know you're going to get the business on Sunday when all the boys are together. And by the way, this right. Sunday, of course, featuring Goose's Goats, all of you guys will be back here on Sunday. Um, also, Matt Rogers will be back on, back with us on Sunday. And hopefully, Fuji and, and Fuji is giving me some breaking news that he was – meeting with Harry Roseman on Sunday during the game day. So if you guys don't see him here on Sunday, apparently him and Howie are going to be up in the VIP suite taking care of business. No one minds sitting up there that they invite me. Okay. Maybe me and Howie could break bread and I could give him some draft strategy tips. Exactly. Uh, Joe, yeah, I forgot you do coach your son's uh, hockey and baseball teams. Uh, but, yeah, listen, we love you as well because thank you since – and for those who don't know, Joey B has been with us since Tony Bruno was on with us the first time. And Joey has tuned in ever since. And, and believe me, we love and appreciate Joey. Just like Tom, uh, Julio, who's come back. All you guys that continue to come back, believe me, it, it is Marcus. much, much appreciated. Huh? Marcus, Rick yep. Marcus. Rick Marcus. Mike was using reverse psychology last week. That's true. Tom, I, may, I may take the bolts this week. Yep. Calm down. And lay the right. points. One, one time was good enough. Calm hey, down. Why not? Because because then that if you try it. Long. Yeah, but then if you try it, it's going to be the polar opposite effect. See, when when if – who was it? John Barcher at one time. I forgot who he picked. One game he picked the polar opposite thing to the Eagles. Matter of fact, it was a playoff. Matter of fact, it was when they were down here against Tampa, now that I think about it. And he took the reverse effect and said that he, he wanted to take Tampa – so the Eagles could win that Sunday. That's when Nick Foles was here the year, uh, the year after the Super Bowl that they did a show down here live. And guess what happened? Tampa ended up winning. So, listen, you got lucky one time. Don't push your luck. Hey, I'm just going to tell like it is. <laughs> what? You? I ain't going to be a homer. I'm just, why not? Got to go. Somebody has to go against the grain in this town. See, but then if I were to do it, and then what I would be called? Oh, uh, of course, because you live in Tampa. Tampa, Tampa. I, that would be Tampa forever Florida. today. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the my sign roots, behind it says Broad Street, Street South. South. That's right. Because they don't bring away Where's Broad Street South located? In the it's very town like, I live in. That, yeah. And also down here in the area as well, because there is a Broad Street South on it. I took the picture. I need to send it to you. Well, technically, the Tampa Bay Bucks, they do owe us that Super Bowl from 2002, which I'll never forget. Because I was at the last game at the vet. It was. But hey, listen. That was our trophy to lose. It was, unfortunately. And it'll never never be forgiven. Nothing personal, any Tampa fans. But that's that's our Super Bowl trophy. What about the Raiders? We could have beaten them. We would have beaten them. Jim Plunkett? That was Super Bowl 15, 1980. <laughs> I'm talking about 2002 in San Diego. That's okay. It's, 
and, and, we, and we can go back. That's we would have a revenge against the Raiders. And we no. would have beaten Rich Gannon. Well, it's the same with you. I mean, okay, so if, if, we're, if we talk about Tampa here real quick, you, you think about it. Grant, they lost against the Saints. Now, um, obviously, James Winston was trying to prove the reason why Tampa should have not let him go. But he ended up getting injured during that game. And then you have, uh, what is it, Cyber that came in and win the game for him. Traverse. Yeah, there you go. So he came in, which he formerly was with Denver. No, he's been with six teams. He's been a journeyman since 2015. Right. But wasn't it a Denver game the first opportunity to actually go out? Because didn't they draft him, if I remember correctly? I believe so. And then he was traded to Houston. Right. And then he's he with the Jets. Play. He's bounced around with like five or six teams. I didn't even know he was still in football. I didn't know. I didn't know until I saw him suit up on Sunday. Honestly, I, I didn't know either. I had no idea because then, even, then he, I, if I remember correctly, I don't even think his name came up unless he happened to be traded by someone. But I don't remember the Saints even mentioning him whatsoever uh, in no. the beginning, the beginning part of of uh, minicamp. No, he's probably he's been the third string behind Taysom Hill. Oh yeah, but Taysom Hill's done. You know, I thought he Taysom Hill originally, and Tom, I'll get here to to uh, your question, but Taysom Hill originally, I really thought he was going to be the answer for New Orleans, but then seeing his play, obviously he's not. I think that's why he was just the backup quarterback for the longest. And then James Winston, and, and listen, everyone can have their downfalls. I know here he went 30 for 30 like ESPN last season with the, with the Bucks or the season before, sorry, because uh, TV12 was here last season. But <laughs> prior to that, he went 30 for 30. And But you know what? Sometimes you go to a different organization and they find out what your flaws are and they make you better. And and he was. I mean, James Winston was doing a lot better this season for, for – for many things there from New Orleans. Sean Payton is the head coach. To work wonders. Tom says that either of us hear the room about Philip Rivers coming back to New Orleans to play. I actually heard that Drew Brees may come out of retirement. How true that is, don't hold me to it, but that's a rumor I heard circulating yesterday. To what, to go back to the Saints? I believe. I don't know. I doubt it, but. Don't hold me to it. Listen, I, I would, I would seriously doubt it. And the only reason why is because he looks pretty comfortable in that broadcast booth and doing what he's doing. I mean, you think about it; he's got it. it it's kind of pretty much on easy street at this point for him. But what would be the purpose? I mean, if that's the case, why don't we just bring Peyton Manning back? Not that Drew Brees, obviously. I mean, he's only a, not even a year completely away from the game. But so you're going to do it to save face for New Orleans? Let New Orleans work it out. Let them work it out. I'm pretty sure they will. Obviously, last year, they almost beat Tampa Bay three times. Tampa Bay ended up beating them at, at, I guess, the best time was during the playoffs. But they're still their daddy, if you really want to call it that way. And they still have to face them again in Tampa. And then if you beat them with a back of quarterback other than James Winston, which I know he wanted to, he wanted to play so badly back at Raymond James Stadium. But, you know, we won't see it. You know, but things, anything in, in this league can happen. I mean, you look at Dallas at what six and one? They got the bye week. We've seen the records they've had before in the past, and it failed because who? Green Bay. Green Bay's been their daddy for the past two seasons when it comes to for them losing in the playoffs. And speaking about Green Bay, now that I think about it, how about Aaron Rodgers stating to the team, which 
which he treaded lightly because when they asked him if he was immunized, he said yes. And if you really think about it, all of us at one point or another in our lives have been immunized, whether it's uh, what is it, rubella, measles, mumps. So he didn't Chicken lie. Pox. Exactly. So he didn't lie. And then supposedly the NFL were going to, I guess, find him and do something else. But then they decided to give it to Green Bay and told Green Bay, here, Green Bay, it's in your hands. But Green Bay, knowing everything that went through during the offseason leading up into the regular season, they decided, you know what, we're not going to deal with it because we want him to come back if he comes back. Then he wanted them to come back to Green Bay, and so now they're going to pass it off to the NFL, which I'm pretty sure is going to be a fine. But then what else could they possibly end up doing to him? It's his body. It's his choice. I mean, he's a grown man. Exactly. That's no different than Kyrie Irving. Kyrie doesn't want to. Now they have it. Well, they're going to have, they're about to have a brand new mayor say, you know, obviously different places that voted. So maybe the new mayor will say, you know what, uh, whatever de Blasio said, we're not going to go with that. And you know what, let, let things go the way they're, 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 they should be. Yeah, but, but Kyrie Irving's been fined. Why? No, because he doesn't want to put that stuff in his body either. So we, we people know this. I, I mean, listen, it is your choice, your body. You can do in, in whatever you want with it. For that matter. Well, hey, to each his own. You know, a lot of people have been kind of skeptical. Zostin, turn the page on that. Right. Well, Tom says they think they'll take. Uh, he, he thinks they'll take the traffic's away from Green Bay. Uh, that that seems a little. That might be a little far. I mean, well, hold on. Well, could be right. Policy. Right. I mean, you'll go back to New England with all their shenanigans and they lost Trey Picks over the last X amount of years. Yeah. And they were fined. Whether it's Spygate, Deflategate, Watergate, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And every other gate in between. Yeah, Heaven's Gate. Whatever. Exactly. No, hey, whatever you I want mean, to call it. It, it doesn't matter anyways because at this point Aaron would have to make the what is it ten to fourteen day protocol so he won't he wouldn't be back until next week anyways but right. at, at the same time could it be one of those things that I and I know he was doing well but, but well you know I'm not gonna start that so I'll, I'll leave it alone for a moment I'll leave that one alone uh, Joey B says the touchy subject fellas many lawsuits will be filed if these teams don't handle non-vax players correctly. So then Joey B calls it now Vaxgate. We'll just add that to all the gates. Great, great point, Jeff. It is, but and, oh, well, you know what? I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone only because everyone has opinions. I'll put it that way. Mm. Everyone has an opinion. They're all like something we all have. Exactly. Where the sun doesn't shine. Exactly. Right. So, but my thing is that if. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's tough because, first of all, whatever you choose, life is about choices. We've stated this on the show many times before. Life is about choices. You make the choice to get up in the morning and go to work. If you're retired, you, you decide to, to do absolutely nothing. Life's about choices. No one should make that choice for you. No one. I don't care who you are. 
the only person in my book that can make that choice for me is God. Because it, at the end of the day, you know what you got to pay your penance to is God, is the way I see it. So to me, if it's one of those things that if, if, if teams are going to come down to that point where they're going to just do all these things just because you don't want to put that injection in your body, then God help us all. Honestly, God. Mm. Truthfully, God help us all. Joey B says, organizations got to uh, limit their risk. I'm vaxxed. My family is vaxxed, but not my place to tell someone to get vaxxed. And that's – Joey says it perfectly right there because my thing is, is that if you – the more you keep telling someone to do so, it's like your child. You tell your child, don't go over there. Don't play with that. Don't do this. And what does a child do? Does exactly what you told it not to do. Rebels. Right. And so at the same while. point, too, the, the only thing you can do is just hope that everyone does the right thing. That that's the only thing you hope everybody does the right thing. But for all these things that are that are trying to be pushed, it, it may not bode so well for the United States. And and I'll, and I'll just kind of leave it right at that. I may not agree with people not getting vaxxed, but I respect their decision. Thank you, Joey. I do appreciate that. Because I would listen. I I tell anybody to heartbeat. Not this guy. Sorry. Not this guy. I I've been in the military. We got injected with stuff in the military that to this day we have no idea, and a lot of us have issues because of it. Wow. And do I trust this government to put something in here? Not happening. So well, that's the way I feel. Not to get into it, but look at all the soldiers that came back with different diseases and stuff in the Gulf War and so on. Exactly. And you could go back to Vietnam, I'm sure – so on and so forth over history. Yeah, it's not. I'm, I, I'm, I will not be forced to do anything that would force someone else to do, period. That's the way I see it. I just, I wouldn't because I have no time for it. I don't. I, I, I'm a grown man. I make my own decisions regardless. I'm not going to also put anybody in harm's way either because I mean, if I feel sick and even before all this stuff, if I knew I had the flu or a simple cold or something else, I'm not taking it to work because I'm not getting the rest of my coworkers sick. The same way now, it's it's about a choice. You should be smart enough to make that choice. So, and I believe I will not get into it because this could be a whole political forum, and I do not get into politics. I just leave that alone. All I know is I respect exactly the way Joey stated it. You couldn't put it any more eloquently than the way he did it right now. So, but Joey, thank you for your family um, for for doing what you guys end up uh, doing. Joey says that he's. I lost too many friends who were in the military, came down with some strange stuff and passed away. I feel like, yeah, listen, including <laughs> yours truly here, who's been, all right, I went in in 88, got out in 97. It's, I've been there. Been there, done tours, came back. Thank God I live to tell about it. Thank God, because Veterans Day is coming up here. Um, but thank God. Because, again, you don't know what they're putting in your body. You have no idea. When you sign here, literally, you get, first of all, before you even get the base training, it's three shots in the arm. What is it? I don't know. Max. They keep it moving. When we deploy to Haiti, we have malaria pills, and we got six, seven injections. What is it? I don't know. Max. Yeah. Somalia, no different. So when you deploy somewhere to some other country, you get zapped by everything. And now you, there's different problems that come up. Angles someday hurt. Sometimes my legs are throbbing. You know, some other times my head hurts like freaking heck. I don't know what was in there, but I'm paying for it years later. And that's not just because of my age alone. So, no, I'm not. 
I'm sorry. You just the way I see old? it. Uh, no, I'm a very young man. Mike Klein, standing behind you 100% angel. My brother, thank you, Mikey. By the way, Tampa Joe's, Philly to the South, the official home of Philly to the South with Mike Klein before I forgot about it. Uh, Mikey, sorry I didn't make it down here this past Sunday. Obviously, as we get everything under control here, sounds and studios and everything else. But uh, everyone, if Mike Klein, 26 years now, president of Philly of the South, check out his page, Philly of the South, on Facebook. Those guys have an awesome time. I heard it was a great turnout on uh, this past Sunday. And, and now that the Eagles end up winning, I'm quite sure hopefully people will go back this Sunday to see them beat the Chargers, as we will get that live action going for you on Sunday at 2.30 in the afternoon. But, yeah. Uh, that's where I stand with the, with the facts. I, I'm trying. I love the way Joey put it out there. Honestly, God, I really did because hmm. I, I got into debates about people for him when it comes down to that stuff. And again, that's where it is. Fuji and me, we put down too much slippers in our bodies. <laughs> uh, I'm a church slurpy guy. Fuji strikes me as a coach slurpy kind of guy. <laughs> well, hey, hmm. it's all right. Do you imagine if a Slurpee, but, but now, hey, Slurpee, you, you might have me there. I haven't had Slurpee in years. But you, tell me, this Slurpee will save you. Done. I'm good. Of course, I'm kidding with that stuff, but no. But anyways, uh, yeah, there'll be one day we may, we may get into it. One day. In, in a polite conversation. Maybe one day. And I'll leave that maybe way out there. Um, but maybe one day. Because you never know. But thanks to Redline Banner, thanks to Dave Wallencheck uh, from Redline Radio LLC. Again, if you guys are tuning in tonight, catch us here uh, live on Thursdays. Normally, we start at 8 p.m., but because Ed had other engagements to do tonight, we started at 7.30. If you guys always want to know when the show is going to begin, just watch for the promos to come out during the week. Also, you can check out our website at broadstreetsouth.com. That's broadstsouth.com. Our Twitter handles, you can see for uh, the page here, it's right under my name, Broad Street South Pod. Also the same way on Instagram. So if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, if you want to follow us on Instagram, follow us that way, Fuji, simply Fuji Mike. Uh, and by the way, you see Fuji Mike, his picture is different. He looks a lot meaner on his Twitter handle page. I, I don't know why. It kind of resembles Brian Dawkins. And Brian Dawkins is beast mode, so I think that's what Fuji did. He went beast mode on Twitter. How'd you guess? Because yeah, the picture. Are, never mind. Don't bring up my Twitter hand. No, listen, I'll, I'll I'll bring it up for you. How about I, I'll, I'll do it for you. Let me let me. Out of the kindness of your heart. That's right. It's mighty sweet of you. Oh, well, thank you. Wait a minute. Couldn't think of enough. There <laughs> we go. That way, everybody can see where you can follow Fuji here. Everybody really wants under. to follow me. Why not? You guys can see it right there, right? Fuji Mike, father, husband, ultimate diehard Eagles fan, and his course is E A G L E S fan. Uh, Philly 44 Sports, obviously, brochureshop.com. And if you guys take a look, look, let me, let me blow this up just a little bit more if I can. Come on, blow it. Uh, Man, when well, you and B Doc resemble each other, I, I, I tell you what. We're separated at birth. That what it is? Hey, by the way, that was, uh, it was fun. Not only getting to see B-Doc in person to, when he signed our book there, which is really cool. Also, Jordan Spector as well. As we And I, I forgot to load up that picture tonight. Um, but Bring up Jordan's a, Twitter handle. Okay. Well, we'll just go around the book. Tom Chase, Chris, 
But now that you're just going to bring up Twitter handles and all that good stuff. Thanks, Tom. But Shout out to Mike Klein, too. Well, here, I'll make it a little bit easier because then everybody can see. And those who are listening to the audio side of the show, what I'm bringing up right now is a share screen with BroadStreetSouth.com. Again, BroadStSouth.com. If you guys look up top here, all where you can have and follow us as far as social media, where you can download the show, the RSS feed, obviously a sports ticker that's new up there that we've been updating the website with, along with the partners that we have here, Big Sarge, Bruce's, Tampa Joe's. It's up there, and then you guys can see right there, Eagles Mania. Then you have Jordan Spector's Sports Art. So if you click on that, you will get to see Jordan Spector, and he does some outstanding work. By the way, if you sign up, you get 20% off. That picture that's in the background there, that was uh, what he had in his hand that day when we met him, and it was such a cool guy. And I know he's working on a mural right now that I can't state at the moment, but it's going to be a thing of beauty. But if you guys are thinking about any kind of mural that you would need, sports-related, um, I'm pretty sure he probably does personal ones as well, please go to SpectreSportsArt.com. You can find it right on our website, BroadSTSouth.com. Huh? There's your boy, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such a wise guy. Tampa fans, <laughs> don't get upset there, Tampa fans. Don't worry about it. This one's got jokes for days. That's all right. He's got jokes for days. <laughs> Sarcasm is my specialty. <laughs> I see it. By the way, you guys can see also Steel City Renegades, again, who was part of the Redline LLC radio family. If you guys click on that, you go directly to their Facebook feed. And Crystal Clean, who is the official sponsor of the halftime show uh, during the season, crystalclean.org. If you guys need someone to clean your home or office, Click on the link there, and you guys will go out to uh, Crystal's page and give her a ring, and I'm pretty sure she'll come out to take care of uh, take care of business. But, again, yes. I was going to say that's what she stated. Exactly. Crystal clean. Right. You're exactly right, my friend. But we wanted to show that, and uh, Joey says, uh, da -da -da -da. I just got back here. <laughs> this guy's going to have just jokes for nights here. Uh, show me it's better and better. Keep up the great work, guys. And Debbie in the yellow room, thank you, Joey B. Listen, we appreciate it. It's, uh, we've been having fun, thank for you. sure, with the, the guests that we've had on. Season Off-season number two is coming up, so I'm pretty sure we'll be finding new things. Oh, and by the way, we did test out the phone line tonight, uh, or the night before, should I say. We still got one more thing to work out, but it should be live for the Sunday show, and then every show after that, we'll make the phone line available so you guys will be able to call in and if we have guests, as long as you get the permission from the guest, you'll be able to ask the guest a question live. Uh, and you can also put it on the comments as well. So that'll be added come hopefully on Sunday and going forward. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. What Mike do we says, get calls? Well, that's the whole reason why you have to phone line. So we can get calls. Listen, they can ask us anything. At any given point in time, you can put it right there in the comments in the banner. We can come, I'm pretty sure for you can get tons of phone calls. Guaranteed, I'm, most of them. I don't want any phone calls. <laughs> You'll get them. Don't you worry about it. Mike says, "Love the show, guys. Have a great, uh, always a great time." Thank you, Mike. Really appreciate the love there. And uh, Joey Go birds. Says, I want a mural Fuji to hang in my basement. I, matter of fact, I'll, <laughs> I'll get Jordan. I get. You know what? You know what be well. What we can do then is the the picture that we have. Me, you, and and, and Jordan. We'll, we'll send it to Joey B. All right. Then he can blur it up and put it in the basement. 
Mm -hmm. not, don't worry, Joey. I'll, worry, I'll you keep throw Jordan. darts at it. You can throw you, darts at it, too. You could. At my I, face, I, if you like. Yeah, but then that would be cool. <laughs> Why not? Just a bunch of holes. Look, my, my face will look like Swiss cheese. Yeah, but then, oh, then, it, it, then it takes away from the Fuji feature, so I don't know. Well, right. well, I'm pretty sure we'll end up thinking of something here. By the way, uh, if you guys would not mind, as we always do here every single week, as soon as I look up and see it here, right there. Thank you to the sponsor of our show, Tampa Joe's at TampaJoe's.com, 9316 Anderson Road in beautiful Tampa, Florida, right off of 589 Veterans Highway, 10 minutes away from the airport. So you guys want to fly in and meet my client and Philly to South, the entire group. Michelle does a phenomenal job along with Mike taking care of things at the bar. And it's a bar restaurant and it's family-friendly restaurant. So it's not just you one of those dive bars. It's an actual family restaurant. So if you guys want to check out the Eagles game, if you're traveling to the Tampa area from anywhere in the U.S., go to Tampa Joe's at 9316 Anderson Road or go right to their website where you guys will see it's serious food and a fun place. Also to Goose, who's down with us tonight, but he will be on with us on Sunday with Kev, uh, or as also known as Flo, and Big D featuring Goose's Goats. They'll be back with us here on Sunday. And Robert, the other producer of the show, he'll be on with us on Sunday as well. Go out to CigarGoose.com for your finest Monte Cristos in the Delaware Valley and or visit the beautiful location at 250 West Ridge Pike in, in uh, Collegeville, Pennsylvania, Limerick, PA, 19468. It is a very nice shop. you got to go inside the humidor. It is absolutely beautiful inside of the shop. So CigarGoose.com. Also to LG Direct Sales Solutions at LG Direct on that. Thanks to Larry Gilman. And if you guys need a secure payment solution and or even apparel, reach out to Larry at LG Direct on that and or at 855-777-3863, 855-777-3863. Of course, the Big Sarge as well, BigSargeSports.com, who is one of our uh, partnerships that we have out there in Texas. So everyone from the Houston area. And uh, again, shout out to Sean Salisbury and, and Big Sarge. You do a great job out there for Sports Talk 790. Uh, I see one more comment that's coming in tonight. As Joey says, you can't wait to throw darts at it, Fuji. Hey, eight days away. You going to be around there in Denver so we can meet up? I'm pretty sure he is. I'm pretty sure he's waiting for you. So, and uh, by the way, if if anyone would like to see my producer and I, what? That's, I'm going to bring a board here. But if anybody wants to see us, we will be down on Turkey Week in the Houston, Dallas, San Antonio area. So we will see anyone and everyone who likes to meet us out there, which will probably be next to nobody. But, hey, we can pretend that someone actually wants to see us out there. But we'll be out there in the Texas area for Thanksgiving week. Nice. Just Cowboys game. No. Why not? Yeah, they're playing Thanksgiving. No. I got better things to spend my money on than on Dallas Cowboys. Thank you very much. Well, you're in, you're in the city. or No. I'd rather go to a Houston Texans game. Guess see, guess see my buddy Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'll leave that one alone. Because I, I can have so many different comments for that one. I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> so I'll we're just leave it I'm pretty we're sure. We're just our like, Yeah. Just like you and Howie. But anyways, listen. Thanks to everyone who tuned in tonight. Thank you to everyone who shared the show. Again, thanks to Eagles Media. We will have that Turkey Drive update for you guys. On Sunday, so you either hear from Rich Ridge or you'll hear from Kathleen. Somebody from the group you'll hear from on Sunday. We'll be live back here for episode 92 uh, on Sunday again 
Fuji, Goose, Flo, Big D, Robert behind the scenes. Obviously, David, the producer here behind the scenes as well over here in Studio B. She'll be taking care of things here in Tampa as they take care of things back home in Philly, along with Matt Rogers, who will be tuning in from Virginia. And don't forget, coming up at the end of November, we will have Dave Murphy. Yes, your sixth ABC meteorologist in studio up there in Goose's Pond coming up uh, at the end of November as we're finalizing that schedule and and maybe someone else and maybe and I'll leave that one just as a hang or a cliffhanger so and maybe someone else here at the end of the month so we'll see but it'll be fun to have uh to talk to Dave live there in the studio and we'll catch up with him what he's been doing in retirement I know he went to enjoy Hawaii for a little bit so I'm pretty sure he's basking in the sun Joey B says have a great evening fellas take care you too Joey B thank you say hello to your family for us uh, for everyone else, we will see you on Sunday, 2.30 live, for game day against the Chargers. Fuji, have yourself a great evening. Go Birds. Go Birds, indeed. And for my Thanks producer, for everybody Debbie, tuning in. We appreciate yes, it. We'll see everyone live on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your night.